Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Here's my work and learn of me. Here's my work and learn of me. This will produce rest for your soul. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Let's go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. And uh, we're going to speak from the subject, subject today of getting to know you. Getting to know you. That was a good song some time ago, I think. I haven't really heard all of it, just that part. Getting to know you, getting to know everything about you. Something, something, something. I don't know. All right, but um, getting to know you, so you can make that reference down there. Getting to know you is the title of today's message for reference purposes. And the book of Matthew, the 11th chapter, Matthew 11. I'm going to read uh, to you verses 25 through verse 30. This is our opening scripture for today. Matthew 11, verses 25 through 30. And it reads like this. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Verse 28, 29, and 30, uh, we're going to really get our, our, our forks out, our knives out, and we're really going to devour these verses. Come on with me today. Let's read verse 28, 29, and 30 together. Ready? Let's read. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now, I want you to notice a, a few words that are recurring through the verse. Verse 28 says again, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, notice something. The Lord is talking to his people, first of all. Remember, he came to his own, his own received them not. He's talking to uh, those that are the people of God. As we would say today, the Lord Jesus is preaching to the choir, so to speak. So he's preaching to us, and he's telling us that already have some form of relationship with him. He's telling us, come to me. Come to me. Listen, all you that are, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Okay? Now the labor he's speaking about, remember, this he's talking to a people that were still under the law at that time. They were laboring to do right, laboring to be right. Always trying to do the right thing, but always finding in them something that is wrong. They were laboring to do right. Anybody ever labor to do right? You're just trying to do right. You're just trying to, to be right. Just trying to be right. 
Well, you see, that was the mindset of those that were under law. Because uh, the blood of bulls and goats could not make them right. So they tried their best to be right. But those of us who are under the New Testament, under the New Covenant, we, we're not trying to be right anymore because Jesus, the blood of Jesus, has made us right in the sight of God. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, his sacrifice makes you right and fit for the presence of God. So we are not trying to be right We are made right. We're not standing in our own righteousness. We're standing in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We're standing in his blood, covered by his blood. Hallelujah. As I said before, we're not trying to be pleasing to God. We are pleasing to God in the sight of Jesus Christ in his blood. But what is uh, up for questions is our works. Are our works pleasing to God? Hallelujah. We gave the example before of our, our parents with children. We say we love our children, but we're not pleased with a lot of things that they do. Isn't that right? You accept your children, but we're not, we don't accept everything that they do. Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, uh, because he has atoned for our sin, we have forgiveness through him. God is pleased with us. But it is some of the things that we do. That he's not pleased with. So we're striving now to let our works be pleasing in his sight. I want, Lord, the things that I do in my preaching, in in my living, uh, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, I want my works to be pleasing unto you. But I myself am pleasing already to God. Are you hearing me? So Jesus says to the church, then he's saying to church now, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, heavy laden with sin, heavy, heavy, heavy laden or, or overburdened with worries and cares and stress and fear and anxiety. To that, Jesus says, come to me. He says, come to me. Seems like a very easy thing to do. Those that are trying their best Uh, We have people in the house of God that are trying their best just to do right or to be right. And they're here again, they're worshipers that come and they they feel condemned. They feel guilty because they can't do right. They can't You say, I just can't be right with God. I just I I, I keep I want to put this down. I want to put that down. I want to stop cursing. I want to stop this. I want to stop fussing or drinking or whatever. But I just can't seem to put it down. I just can't seem to put it away from me. And their whole life is now focused on stop doing this. And we have turned our attention from Jesus to this. Because I'm trying to do this, Lord, so that I may be that I may be pleasing in your sight. Jesus says, Come to me. And don't you realize that the thing you focus on the most becomes stronger in your life? What you focus on gets stronger and gets stronger. Whatever you focus on, whatever you spend time with and thought uh, thought upon, whatever you focus on will get stronger. So if you're focusing on your mistakes, if you're focusing on your errors, if you're focusing on the sin, it gets stronger and its hold on you gets stronger. Why? 
the Lord said that the strength of sin is in the law. If you're focusing on doing this and doing that, that's under law. And as long as you focus on law, you're under law and sin has power over you. But if we ever get to the conclusion that Jesus has destroyed or he has, the father has crushed or broken the power of sin over our lives through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And now as I'm on this side in the new covenant, I don't have to focus on sin. I can focus on him and what I focus on gets stronger. As I'm focusing on Christ, I'm becoming more Christ-like. I'm becoming holy. I'm becoming that thing that God has designed for me to be. But if you live a life focused on you and the bad things that you do, you are missing it. There's life beyond sin. So the Lord says, come to me. Oh, it sounds so simple. Come to me. All you who are, who you, all of you who are laboring, boy, you're really trying hard, aren't you? The Lord says, come to me. Come away from that. Come to me. He says, come to me, all you who are laboring and are heavy laden. You're so burdened down. We said before, a lot of people come to church so heavy, so weighted down. And when you're, this person is one concerned about sin and they also concerned about the other worries and cares in their lives. See this person full of doom and gloom. Jesus says, come to me. Come away from that. Come to me. He says, come to me, all you who are laboring and rather all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And he said, I will give you rest. Make a note of that. He said, I will give you rest. Because one thing that you don't have while you're worrying about your sin or while you're worrying about other mess, you don't have rest. Hard to sleep. And understand, when we're always concerned about sin, the things that we don't do or things that we do, and we're always concerned about law, because that's all that is law, we're always concerned about law and always concerned about bills and other things and how other people are treating us. You don't have any rest, and that means um, your immune system is also compromised. Because those of us that keep a sad, doom, and gloom expression and feeling in our hearts, your body won't even function properly. I guarantee you that. Researchers have already found out that uh, they went, they, they uh, made uh, some tests with those that had cancer and some other uh, illnesses. And they, they found that if they kept them happy or if they made them laugh, uh, if they gave them a positive disposition, that they recovered a whole lot faster than those that were uh, just sitting in the room and doom and gloom. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Oh, what's happening to me? The devil's in my car. The devil's in my pocketbook. The devil's in my husband. Oh, the devil, 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 devil. Well, they went ahead and died. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I'm not telling you to have positive thinking. I'm telling you to think on the word of God. I'm telling you to go to Jesus. The Lord says, come to me. He said, and I will give you rest. I want you to underline that. 
Or make special note of that. He said, I will give you rest. Rest is something that you don't have. And rest is something that you cannot labor for. The Lord said, I'll give it to you. Come to me and I will give it to you in my presence. In the Lord's presence, you will find rest. In the Lord's presence, you will find peace. In the Lord's presence, you will find a refreshing. Are you hearing me? But we get so busy, so busy, and so caught up that we can't get with Jesus. So busy, trying so hard to be right. I'm trying so hard, Lord, to be right, to be pleasing in your sight, trying so hard. And Lord said, why in the world did you do that? That's why I came to earth. That's why I gave my life. That's why I died on the cross, so that you could be right. But we're trying hard to accomplish something that Jesus has already done. Are you hearing what's being said? Verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you. Now, we're really going to get heated up here. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And again, he says, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Now, let's look at the latter part, then go back to the first part of that. He said, and you will find rest unto your souls. Now, I love that sincerely. Because souls, your soul is made up of your mind, is made up of your emotions, uh, it is made up of your memories, it's made up also of your will. Uh, that is a, whatever you want to do, your own human will. Let's look at that mind and emotional element of the soul. Because a lot of us are not resting in our minds. I can't get no talking here. We're not resting in our minds. Got a lot of things going. Well, neither are we resting emotionally. Many people go to psychiatrists and or psychologists. We talk to our friends to find rest to our souls. And there's nothing wrong with that, to talk with somebody. It's okay. I talk to some people sometimes too. It's all right. But if you want to find the true rest that only Jesus Christ can provide, you got to go to him. He says, come to me. You're going to find rest for your soul, rest for your mind, rest for your heart. It's in Jesus. Say with me, it's in Jesus. Now look at this. He qualifies this. He qualifies this rest and who he will give it to in this same verse 29. He says, take my yoke, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, this is how this verse reads for most modern-day believers. Let me read it again for you. Take my yoke upon you, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I left something out. Let me try it again, because most of us think that that verse says that because that's what we try to do. Take my yoke upon you and uh, uh, take my yoke upon you, for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. We leave out and learn of me. We go straight into the work without learning of Jesus. Take my yoke. Yoke talks about work, doing the work of Christ. And don't you know you can do the work of Christ and still have no rest? 
you don't know that you haven't been working very long or at all. You can do the work solely just work and have no rest. Jesus didn't say that. He says, take my yoke upon you. That's my work and learn of me. Here's my work and learn of me. Here's my work and learn of me. This will produce rest for your soul. Work and learn of him. Now, I'm going to show you some scriptures that will back this up. Because understand, I just want you to, I don't ever want you to just take my word to face value. I want you to say within yourself, every time you hear me speak, every time you hear another minister speak, I don't care where you are. When they come up to you with, with, or with a thought or, or with a concept, your first utterance out of your mouth or out of your heart should say, that sounds good, but where, does that, where can I find that in the Bible? Where can I find that in the Word? Can you back up what you're saying? The Lord says, in the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That's one witness, Pastor. Yes, I see that. I see how works here. And, uh, and if I do the work of Christ and if I learn of him, I'll find rest. Can I find that in other places in Scripture, Pastor? Or is that the only one? Because if that's the only one, you know, I, I'll look at that. But I can't trust in it because out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Are you hearing me? Because a lot of people will get up before you just spouting off some things. They may say, well, Judas hung himself. And then another part of the scripture, it says, go and do likewise. Does that mean that we need to go and kill ourselves? Go kick? No, no, no. Where is the agreement in scripture? Scripture always agrees with scripture. Where is the agreement? Are you with me? Hallelujah. So let's look at how this uh, plays out. Now, I want you to see. Uh, scripture in the book of Luke. Luke, let's go to Luke, the 10th chapter, Luke 10. Oh, this is thrilling. Luke 10. And let me show you how this parallels. Now, the Lord said again, take my yoke upon you. That's my work. And learn of me. Learn me. Learn about me. And you'll find rest for your souls. There are rewards for that. But so many of us have forsaken the learning of Jesus part. We've forsaken that because we've tried to invest fully in work, doing work for him, and have forsaken, forsaken the knowing him, the learning of him. Let me show you a very good example of this in uh, Luke, the 10th chapter, Luke 10, uh, verse 38. And it says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his words. Stop right there for a second. Martha and Mary, their sisters. Martha, the older of the two, invited Jesus to come over for supper. Come over, Jesus. Let me make you something to eat. You're such a good man. I just love you. Jesus agrees and goes into Martha's house. Now, Jesus is the word of God made flesh. And while he's in her house, he's there beginning to teach. He's expounding. 
his word. So Martha is in the back cooking and preparing. But Mary, the Bible declares in verse number 39, that Mary sat at Jesus' feet, hanging on every word he sang. She is hanging on his word. She is digesting, receiving the words from his lips, from his mouth. Hallelujah. She's allowing the word of God to inspire her. She's being enriched and being filled by the word of God. Martha is doing work, but Mary is learning of him. I want, is anybody getting that? Martha's doing work, but Jesus is learning of him. Let's see. Let's see what's happening here. Uh, and it says, verse 40, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, now, what was Jesus doing? Jesus was teaching. So she comes in. She's hot and heavy, man. She's mad. Jesus is teaching. He's right in the middle of his message, just like I am today. And somebody, imagine somebody coming up, somebody hot and heavy and mad because uh, somebody's not helping them do something. Oh, Pastor, you need to stop them right now. I know they're listening to you talk and speak right now. I know they're listening to you. They're sitting down and listening. But they need to get up from hearing your word, hearing the word of God, and come and help me clean up the back. What is wrong with you? Are you hearing what's being said here? The nerve of this woman. Now listen, she is work-centered. She is yoke-centered. She's doing this for Jesus. Are you hearing me? It's possible to do something for someone and not know the someone. Are you with me? So she comes in hot and heavy, mad and upset, interrupting Jesus when he's speaking. Thank God I'm not Jesus. Let me tell you something now. But Martha was cumbered about uh, with uh, cumbered about uh, much serving, and came to him and said, "Lord, doest thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. She just left me to do this alone." Jesus responds in verse forty-one, Martha, Martha. He said, thou art careful and troubled about much things. I love that. Let me read verse 41 out of the Amplified Bible. I love the way that it brings that. Verse 41 says in the um, Amplified, or let me read verse 40, back up verse 40 and 41 in the Amplified. He says, but Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, uh, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her, saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. All of your work has not got you rest. All of you work and you can't rest when you go home. You helping, you helping, you cooking and you helping a lot of people. You're trying to do all this and that, but you still don't have rest. Why? 
You're not trying to learn of me. The word of God is going forth. The word of God's going forth, but where are we? We got something to do for the Lord. You still going to heaven? Sure. But your ride going to be really bumpy. Because you don't have, you haven't taken time to get to know Jesus. Are you with me? Back in King James, it says, verse 41, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, or you worry, and, and you're troubled about many things. Verse 42, but one thing is needful. Say with me, one thing. Say one thing is needed. One thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So slow your roll, baby. I'm not going to tell her to get up from where she is to go help you, because you're doing too much back there. All that may have been required uh, for Martha was to make up a few sandwiches and put some chips out. But she wanted to start making an eight-course meal with five or six desserts, break out the fine china. The Lord said, that wasn't necessary. You're doing too much. You've gone over and beyond what you were supposed to do for me. I wonder if anybody hearing that. She went far and beyond what she was supposed to do. But you say, well, I want to do the best I can for the Lord. I want to give him all that I have. I want to do this and I want to do that for Jesus. Yes, I do. Well, that's good attitude. But if the Lord just told you to come to church and put this offering container on the altar and then go sit back down, if that was your life mission for that day, If he only told you to come to church and put this container on the altar and sit back down, but you decided, well, I got to buy me some new shoes. I got to buy me a new suit because, you know, when I do that, I want to look good for the Lord while I'm doing it. Hmm. Matter of fact, I better take some walking lessons so somebody can teach me how to professionally walk up to the altar and put this offering bucket on there oh wow you know i i i I got to go talk to somebody and so then we get in debt credit card debt trying to buy shoes clothes suits walking lessons and how to act we get acting lessons so that we may portray before the lord that this is a wonderful thing that i'm doing for you so we get there that day we spent five six seven hundred thousand dollars just to go put this up At the altar, the Lord said, what in the world are you doing? I just told you to put this there and you made us some production. Are you with me? Don't go past the point. Talk to Jesus. What do you want, Lord? Well, I'll just take a, give me a fish sandwich and chips and drink. I'll be all right. No, 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 Jesus. You're Jesus. 
Oh, we're going to get, I'm going to get some filet mignon. I'm going to get some steak. I'm going to get some lobster up in here. And uh, I'm going to do this. And you have overburdened yourself. Overburdened yourself when Jesus said, I didn't ask for all that. So she comes to Jesus with a whole lot of attitude. And Jesus said, Martha, (laughs) Martha, Martha. You were troubled about a whole lot of stuff. But she has chosen the best part, which won't be taken away from her. Are you with me? Oh, we thank God for Jesus, don't we? We thank God for Jesus. Now, I want to see something else because there are more witnesses in the word of the Lord. Let's go to um, Matthew, the seventh chapter. Let's go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Because if we're focused solely on working for the Lord, if we're focused solely on the yoke of Christ, but we never learn of Christ, we're missing out. Martha's life was missing rest and peace. You understand what we're saying to you? But it was Mary, really, that took the time to learn of the Lord. Now, there are some things as they were sisters in the house. There were some duties, of course, that Mary did do. But after those things were done, she came and sat at the feet of Jesus. Martha wanted Mary to return and come and help her because she was still doing things. You understand? There's a sacrifice that we have to do as believers. But once we do them, we sit under the feet of Jesus. There must be the yoke and the learning of the Lord. The two are together. So here, I want you to notice something. Here in this context, uh, it was Martha, we can say it this way, it was Martha which represented the busy church. The church that is so busy doing the work of the Lord that they treat other people like trash and garbage. Oh, you better hear me. There it was a dear waitress. True story. True story. I met her friend in a store and uh, we were talking and then he just began to, just to tell me about her, uh, his friend, and she was a waitress and uh And he noticed that I was a pastor, so he felt just led to pour it out to me. All right, fine, let me hear it. He told me that she said that she hated going to work on Sunday. Hated going to work on Sunday. I said, why is that? Because when the church crowd get out, they always treat her like trash. They come to her table. She comes up to the table to take their order, and they won't even look at her. Or they're talking on the phone while she's trying to do, while she's trying to serve them. She said, I can't stand it. So these are the people that are doing the work of the Lord, but have not spent time knowing the Lord. Are you with me? The Lord said, saints, we got to learn of him. We got to learn of him. That is, we got to get in his word. So I would dare to say, those of us that are really burdened down with stress and worries, you have not spent time learning of him. It's telling on you. It's telling on you. It's telling on you. Are you with me? There's the work and the learning. Must be together and it will produce work. Are you with me? Matthew 7. 
Verse 21. Let's look at it, just three verses here. Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, what? Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 22. Many shall say to me in that day, what? Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Oh, there's some work. They're yoked up. Uh-huh. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name have done many wonderful works? I've been working for you, Jesus. Hard. What will the Lord Jesus say in verse 23? And then I will profess unto them, what? I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You're interested in working for me, but you don't know me. He said, I don't know you. I don't know you. You spent so much time back there cooking, but you never got to sit at my feet and know me. Do you know Jesus? I go to church. Do you know Jesus? My dad's a preacher. My granddad was a preacher. Do you know Jesus? Oh, I read my Bible all the time. Do you know Jesus? I was baptized when I was eight. Do you know Jesus? Are you understanding what's being said? And how is it possible to know Jesus when you don't know his word? Jesus and his word are one. Are you with me? I'm just trying to get you to the place where you can find some rest. Where you can find rest in these terrible, turbulent times. You're going to need rest for your souls. Rest for your mind. Rest emotionally. Rest physically. The Lord's trying to get you some rest, but that rest comes from working for him, and it comes from learning of him. Most of you got the work down pat, but you don't know him. Are you with me? You can make a note of this in Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 46. Luke 6, 46, it says, And why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things... Which I say. Why are you calling me Lord? Do you don't follow my instructions? Going back into Matthew. Matthew 25. Another very good example of this. Another very good example of this. Is uh, in Matthew 25. Verses 1 through 12. Now I'm going to read this to you. Um, And then we're going to try to go further. Are y'all getting this today? Is it clear to you today? I hope it's clear that it's good for you to work for the Lord. It's good for you to, to do what you do, to give your gifts in service to the Lord. But you must also learn of him. You must also learn of him. Learn of him. Jesus said, learn of me. Learn of me. Say learn of me three times. You got to learn of the Lord. Are you with me? Now, again, Matthew 25, and uh, let me read to you verses 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which 
took their lamps and went forth and met the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They that were foolish took their lamps but didn't bring extra oil because that was extra work. Now look now, verse number two, or rather verse one says, um, they went forth to meet the bridegroom. They thought that this was a short trip. They didn't expect it to be an overnight stay. Hear me. This reminds me of um, some researchers, science, science researchers that went out to do some tests in the Arctic. And uh, they expected only to be there for a couple of hours and they were going to come back home. But there was a wise scientist on that team who knew about the Arctic. And he thought to himself, well, it may take a couple of hours, but I want to be prepared. So he took some extra provisions, you know, just a few extra things. And the other researchers that laughed, laughed at him, you know, oh, he's the new guy. He doesn't know, you know, what he's talking about. We're just going to be in a couple of hours. So they, you know, just had a little couple of things. They, you know, just took and that was it. We're going to be going. We're going to take the helicopter, go over there and then come right back. No big deal. But the new guy, you know, he's kind of crazy. You know, he decides to take a whole knapsack with him. Right. Right. So they left that day, went over the helicopter. They landed over there, got over there. And then something happened with the helicopter. And the experiment took a lot longer. Instead of an hour, it began to take 12 hours. And those other scientists got hungry. But the man that prepared had himself a Snickers bar. <laughs> and was satisfied. Washed it down like I like to do. Washed it down with some Coke. And was happy. It went another 12 hours. The scientists were hungry. The stomach was grumbling. Stomach's grumbling. You could hear their stomach all the way across the room. But the new guy had himself some ramen noodles. <laughs> Cooking up some noodles over the little fire he made. Oh, he was happy, man. He was happy. He was happy. He was fine. Doing his work as happy as he can be. That next morning, uh, the, the, the engineer or the mechanic on the... Um, uh, the helicopter was just finishing up, but the other two scientists has to go all, they had to go all day and all night without anything. But the scientist that had prepared with extra was well prepared. Are you with me? Good little short story. But looking back in the text, they thought that this was going to be a short trip, a short wait. They went out to meet the bridegroom, right? It says, uh, and in verse number one, the last part, and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five were fool, five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. Verse three, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They didn't take extra. Verse four, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. They had some extra oil with them. They had their lamps, and then they had also some jars of extra oil. How is this going to turn out? Verse 5 says, while the bridegroom tarried. Oh, it's a longer trip now. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. 
Then all those virgins arose. I'm laughing. Okay. Then all of them arose and they trimmed their lamps. Verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil. Give us your extra oil. For our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so. Least there be uh, not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. There's still a Walmart open down the street. Just go get you some. Just go get some oil. We got, you know, there may not be enough for me and you. So you just go, go to Walmart, buy you something, okay? Uh, what do we stop off on? Thank you. Okay, Tim. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. While they were going to Walmart, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. The door was shut. You see, they all, all ten had time to prepare. All ten had, the oil represents the, the Holy Spirit. It represents the anointing. Which comes through prayer, relationship, knowing him, knowing his word. That was extra. You with me? Some just came to church. I'm saved now. And just go to sleep. Come in, just go to sleep. But then others, I'm saved. Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, explain to me your word. I, I want to come in a relationship with you. To the first group, that's extra. It don't take all of that praying and studying. It don't take. I just come to church every Sunday and I sit there and I get some. It don't take all of that that you doing. You always studying. You always praying. That's extra, isn't it? Because the first group doesn't think that they need it. It don't take all of that. Until. Until. You realize that it did. And a whole lot more. Look at this. And we're we're closing out. And so he said the bride. He said uh, they went in and the door was. What? It was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins. I can see them now. They're piling out the minivan. Got their lamps. Just they got their Walmart bags, you know. And they get up there to the door. Hey, it's locked. Let us in. The checkout line was a little bit long, you know. We went to the twenty items or less line. Let us in. So they got back there. They. They said, uh, afterwards they came, the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, verily I say unto you, I know you not. Who are you? We're the ones, Lord, that are working for you. We had to go and get to Walmart. You know, we, we dressed like the other ones, but we didn't have our stuff together. Same clothes. We, we just didn't take extra. We just didn't do extra. We didn't take the time to do what we should have done when we should have 
done it. Amen. Did it. Are you with me? Amen. Are you getting this? Yes. 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 He, said, I, he said, I know you're not. Look how the Lord wraps up in verse 13. He says, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. He said, you don't know when it is either. There's some that sit in church. I know Jesus. Where your extra oil? Where's your time spent with him in prayer and study of his word? Do you know him? Uh, I know Jesus. Where's your, show me your time card that you spent with the Lord in prayer. Your your time and study. Show me your card. Uh, Well, that's not fair, Pastor. You know, because. The show was on last night. I had to watch that. You know, I've been really tired, so I haven't really had chance time to be with Jesus like I'm supposed to. It's all right. The door shut. We understand. While you're standing on that side and we're standing on this side, we understand. While we're having a party on this side, saying, hey, ho, hey, we're, we're partying with the Lord Jesus, having a good time. You understand why we're on this side, and we understand why you're on that side. Are you with me? So you can work, 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 and not know him. Where's your extra oil? Where's your time with him? Where's your, where's the study? Where's, how are you learning of him? Are you with me, everybody? Now, we're going to close this out with this. In John 14... Verse number 6, I'll read it to you. You can make a note of it. John 14, verse 6, the Lord says, um, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The Lord identifies himself here as being truth. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn the truth. We also know that he's the word made flesh, that is the word that is truth. Are you with me? He says here in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, in John 8, verse uh, 31 through 33, you can make a note of that. The Lord said, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Indeed talks about work, talks about labor. If you continue in my word, then you'll be able to do some things for me. You'll be my disciples indeed. It was the disciples that sent the people away. It was the disciples that went and got the Lord something to eat. It was the disciples that uh, fixed the upper room so the Lord can get there. The disciples were the workers, the laborers. Are you with me? He said, if you, if you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed. And he said, as a result, and you will know truth. No, talks about an intimacy. You'll have an intimacy with truth, and that truth will make you free. There's the work, and there's relationship. And it's going to produce freedom. I believe that you've got a good hold of this today. Amen. So when you get home tonight tomorrow, the rest of the week. Don't allow all these other cares of the world to get in the way of your time to know Jesus. Are you with me? Some people only want to buddy up to you when they know you got something they want. Isn't that right? Hey, I heard you just got paid. Come on. 
what? You weren't talking to me in them other days. But now I got money. Now you want to come buddy up to me? You see, a lot of people do that to the Lord Jesus on that, on that day of judgment when they see hellfire down there. Oh, Jesus, remember, man, I, I was this for you. Oh, who are you again? Are you with me? Take the time. I know you're busy. We are some very busy people. We got a lot of stuff going on. But we have to prioritize our life. Prioritize your life. Doing the work of the Lord is great. Many of you do work for the food bank. We do work, uh, work for the Lord in the church. We do work in the community. We do work everywhere. That's good. You're trying to be good to everybody. You're trying to be a good Christian. Uh, that's good. You're doing good work. You're trying to tell everybody about the Lord. That's good. That's good. That's good. But work alone won't do it. You got to know him. Get to know him. Get to know him. You know, when you get in a tight and you need something, it's a whole lot easier to ask somebody that you spent time with. Isn't that right? Somebody that you know. It's a whole lot easier to ask somebody when you know them. You, know, you don't feel so good when you go ask somebody. That you, you see them every day. You kind of snub them. You know, how you doing? You don't, really, you don't really say nothing to them. You know, but then when you know you need them, ooh, it's real hard to ask. A lot of people are snubbing Jesus. Lord says, come on, let's pray. Let's talk together. You feel that in your heart. Mm. Well, Jesus, you know, I would, but I'm tired. Mm. I would, Lord, but, you know, you know, we got, we can make a lot of excuses. Isn't that right? Let's get some oil in our lamps now. Because it will be too late to run to Walmart then. Let's know Jesus now. Get in this word. I'm not telling you to read 20 verses a day in your Bible. I'm talking about you meditating the word of God. Just get in that Bible and you may read two or three passages and say, All right, Lord, now tell me what that means. Get a daily devotional. I've got one of those things on my droid. Get a daily devotional. You know, there's something that you can do to get to know the Lord Jesus better every day. Spend time in prayer. Just get in your closet or your bathroom or whatever. Just get on your knees and say, Lord, here I am. I want to I know you better. I want to know you better. Can you help me to know you better today? I would heap rather do that than come to the time when he comes for his church. Because the Lord Jesus is coming to when he comes to it for his church and we be not ready and the door be shut and we be left behind and we're on the earth crying Lord take me to take me to take me to and he says from heaven who are you again are you hearing what's being said we just have a short time now Let's get to know Jesus. Let's do his work. He wants us to do that. But let's also get to know him. Let's learn of him. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me and you will find rest for yourselves. 
pray for the word of God today. If you have your Lord, a hand to praise. Hallelujah. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. 